We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Age of Radio. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Joining me, as always, of course, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Uh, other than the weather, doing some funky stuff lately, I guess I'm okay. Yeah, the funky weather's not been helping me at all. My sinuses are like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't really care for it. Um, what I don't like about Florida is it goes from... Hot to cold, hot to cold. Goes from no, goes from tropics to almost tundra. (laughs) Yeah, like in its in our area anyway. It's weird because you know you wouldn't think that, but truthfully, it does. Yeah, I mean, probably wouldn't get so much if we were further south. But right, we got to be on the Florida Georgia line, so we basically get the butt of the winter of Georgia. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) But hey, man, so we got some wrestling talk. That we do. At least I'm happy for that. That's right. Tomorrow we'll be doing football talk, and then I'll be finally happy. Yes. <laughs> well, sort of. We got a lot to complain about from this weekend. But let's, oh, Lord. Let's talk some AEW. How about that? Let's do it. So, uh, Soraya gets ready to take on Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, in her first match since announcing her retirement in 2018. Soraya recently discussed her decision to join AEW. In the interview with Renee Pocket, Soraya mentioned that she had discussions with Paul Levesque, we know as Triple H, but nothing uh, really materialized in a new contract for her in WWE. Um, <clears throat> however, when she got in touch with Tony Khan, Khan was more willing to bend to her desires for outside projects and not demand a percentage for those projects, basically stating that Khan was wanting her to show up for work. Soraya takes on Britt Baker at AEW's Full Gear pay-per-view Saturday, November 19th, which is this Saturday, actually, I just realized. So, Cooper, your thoughts? I mean, this is cool, dude. The only thing I don't like about this mm-hmm. is that I can't watch it. Um, yeah. That really irritates me because it's like, dude, I'm so tired of, of not, you know, being able to see AEW pay-per-views and such. Right. So, I mean... It's cool to see her back, but uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it's kind of crappy. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to hearing about it. Um, obviously, we'll check out any highlights that we can on AEW's website and all that. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens and all that and see the action from it. 
Uh, it does suck. The only thing, it's kind of weird though because of how much we complain about WWE's overabundance of pay per views. Yeah. AEW doesn't really have it. So if you think about it, kind of, if you really planned it right, the 60 bucks is almost worth it in the sense that because you don't have to do it all the time. Yeah, but you, it's a, you could save up for it if you were planning on it. But. Yeah. But it is what it is. So I'm just kind of glad she's back, though. I'm glad she's back, and, and Britt Baker is, she's quite the task, so. Uh, Very much so. You know, we're going to see what happens with this. I think it's going to be a good match, and as far as her, you know, being with AEW, I mean, of course, Tony Khan is going to give her what Triple H won't. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, <clears throat> is there any surprise there, really? I mean. Not exactly. There you go. All right, so AEW also had a recent interview of Jay Lethal happening. Lethal plans on remaining with AEW unless they fire him or the company closes down. Speaking on the Kurt Angle podcast, Lethal discussed the importance of loyalty when looking back on his time with TNA, stating had he not been fired from TNA that he would still be with the company. Lethal came to AEW when ROH went on hiatus before ROH actually ended up shutting down, was bought out by Tony Khan and AEW. Lethal has been featured consistently on AEW television of late and has a big match with Jeff Jarrett versus Sting and Darby Allen, also at the Full Gear pay-per-view. That's pretty cool, dude. Um, I, I, I totally get that with being, with being a, you know, a royal, royal uh, roster member to whatever, you know, brand you're a part of or whatever company you're a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jay Lethal, I've, I've gotten to see some good matches with him. And, uh, you know, I always enjoyed him in TNA, and and to see him uh, continue his career in AEW is pretty cool. It is. It's kind of nice. And, you know, I got to see him in a couple AEW matches before, um, you know, AEW kind of got a little stale. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was kind of cool to see him, because uh, I didn't, obviously, I wasn't really a TNA guy, so I never watched TNA, really, so I missed probably a lot of his really good matches. Oh, yeah. Um, especially because I was still probably considered his prime. I mean, I'm sure he's not really technically that far out of it, but he's been around a while from what I've gathered. Yeah, he's been around for like, at least, I think at least like 12 years or something like that. Yeah, so so he's not really like on his way out of his prime, but it's not really the prime prime that he's yeah. probably displaying on TNA. And it, so it's kind of cool, though. It's always good to see someone be loyal. You know, obviously we... He's going to be facing one of the most loyal people um, to an industry, um, and that would be Sting, we know. Oh, yeah. Um, he never left WCW, went to TNA, when TNA ended up being formed with basically a lot of the leftover WCW and w stayed guys. there until pretty much they didn't offer him another contract. Yeah, and then he wanted to, and then so he's like, fine, I'll just go over to WWE, but it, it wasn't, you know. It, it wasn't, it, it was not a disloyalty or anything. Yeah. The way he went to WWE was very respectful. Um, I don't like the way WWE did him, but that's right. just me. I am so glad to see him back and doing well. And Absolutely. And, uh, you know, maybe I know with the short time that he has left in wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, he can end it on his own terms. Yeah. It is kind of weird, though, that Jeff Jarrett's now over in AEW after we just saw him at SummerSlam earlier this year. Yeah, Jeff Jarrett's a, a jack-of-all-trades, dude. He he goes pretty much from wherever the money's at. So. 
So it's a little ironic, isn't it? <laughs> it is, dude. It makes you really wonder, like, how, how close-knit is this <clears throat> wrestling community? And, I mean, at what point do we see AEW and WWE maybe doing a partnership down the road? I mean, probably. It wouldn't surprise me, honestly. Cause right? It... It really, I mean, if you do it right, you can even you can do an even split. And now you don't you don't have the old man involved, so yeah. I mean, there's not gonna be a whole lot of let's not do this. We're you know we're we're WWE. We stick to ourselves. You know who knows? Maybe uh, Triple H will be like, you know what? I want to venture out and and uh, work with other promotions, and and you know, I mean, it wouldn't be a bad. It wouldn't be bad for that company or WWE. No, it wouldn't, honestly. I mean, honestly, if they could work on a partnership, they could, you know, flop back and flip back and forth, too. I mean, we've seen it with WCW. They did that with uh, New Japan Wrestling and stuff, and Mm -hmm. now we're seeing the same thing with AEW. But it it would be nice to see, you know, it would be nice to see pretty much everyone working together and just kind of... You know, pushing each other, you know what I mean? Because the wrestling community is very tight-knit. Right. So. All right, man. So you ready to flip over to WWE? Let's do it. All right, man. So, not this last Monday night, but the last Monday night before, (laughs) the week before. Yeah, the one we were itching to tell everybody about. Yeah. So WWE made two moves towards changes on Monday Night Raw. Austin Theory was cashing in his money in the bank and... On Seth Rollins, Rollins had issued an open challenge for the United States title. Bobby Lashley would attack Rollins, leading to a cash in, leading to the cash in attempt. However, Lashley would pull the referee out for out of the ring, um, out of the ring when Theory seemed to be locking up the title, oh, the victory. Theory tried going after Lashley but failed. Theory barely beat a ten count before getting hit by a curb stump to lose on the title, lose out on the title, thus costing him the Money in the Bank contract. This appears to fall in line with WWE rebooting the contract gimmick. Yeah, man. Pretty crazy. But, uh, you know, I mean, and the way they did it, dude. Like, he lost to the inter- or the the U.S. champion, bro. It wasn't even for the, you know, for the main title, which, which really makes you wonder, like, how much did Triple H not want him to be the money in the bank holder? Like they're totally trying to scrap this idea, which, you know, in most cases I don't, I don't really care. And maybe they're trying to do something different with with theory too, and get him away from that, you know, Vince McMahon guy crap, and bring him back as something different too. Could be, could be. So I mean, no one was gonna buy into him beating Roman Reigns anyway. No, hell no. Uh, no one was really going to buy him beating Seth Rollins, honestly. I mean, yeah. Not right now. Eaton may be able to challenge Rollins down the line, but right now, no. It's not happening right now. Um, he's got to get way better to be able to challenge Rollins. Uh, <clears throat> and I kind of get it, what they're doing, because it sounds like they're just going to reboot the idea of take it back to wrestling, uh, WrestleMania. Because it was better at WrestleMania to me, honestly, because... What a great way to cash in on a WrestleMania moment than to do it at the end of the night, at the main event. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because it, it's just, that makes it more entertaining, more fun. Instead of having a guy win it in a pay-per-view that's only a gimmick pay-per-view, it's not even a real good pay-per-view anyways, because it, it 
it would have been better, like I was saying, if they made it like a tournament and then everybody at the end fought for the title. Oh, yeah. I, I love the way Triple H is going back to the old school way of thinking about this <laughs> because, I mean, like we just talked about it, I think, in the last Wrestle Talk where we talked about how they're, they're dropping the hell in the cell. Right. I mean, pay-per-view, yeah. You want to make the, yeah, the pay-per-view, you want to make these things more prestigious, you know, and, and special. And special, not something that's just like, oh, it's a hell in the cell. Ooh, you know. Right. You know, that's what I said. One mind night of champions again because every title's on the line. Because right. that, that makes a great pay-per-view to me. <laughs> the only thing I never liked about it was knowing that if there's a storyline going and they want to push that storyline for a while, it didn't matter if every title was on the line. Some of them, you knew who was going to win. Well, then there's so. that. But still, it's, it was nice at least because then, because not all the time do you also have any of the mid-card titles or lower considered lower-tier titles on the line. At any of the pay-per-views. I mean, I I, so, I noticed that, too. They're not really... I don't like that. They're not really pushing the U.S. title much anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. they're trying because they got it on Rollins now. Right. But and with it being on... With Intercontinental being on Gunther, they're trying. But, I mean, to me, it still doesn't feel as prestigious as it once was. And mm-hmm. I, I would like to see those titles be put online more often. And let's be honest, they change hands pretty quick. Yeah. It would be nice to see the titles change hands more often and all that. And it would be nice to get the bloodline out of the way. Um, let's get this storyline done at WrestleMania. Oh, let's no. move on. Let's keep let's keep going. Not that, not that I'm saying I don't like Roman Reigns as the champion. That's That's been my guy even before... You know, he was popular, but he hated him. I loved him. Yeah, I thought he was so, um, I never really understood everybody's everybody's beef with him, other than the fact that, you know, yeah, he's, he's what, a second or third generation superstar, so let's all pick on him because, you know, of how he got into the business. It's like, you know what, if you had ties like that, you'd do it too. So shut your face, mm-hmm. get over yourself. And quit being a hater. Right. And honestly, I always felt he was the better of the three S.H.I.E.L.D. members anyway. Oh, yeah, man. The only thing he lacked on for a long time was his mic skills. Yeah. But now... But talent-wise. But now you can't touch him, dude. No, you can't. He's good now. Well, I mean, Sami Zayn can touch him. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just got to make sure everybody's oozy enough. <laughs> they got to be oozy, baby. Oozy. That was great. And you know what I've been, you know I've been running around doing my dog, my dog, because you know how he does that. My dog, my dog. I'm like, dude, I'm like stuck on that. No, I'm no. I'm, every time, every time I go get my dogs from outside, come here, my dogs, my, my dogs. That's yeah, great stuff. But yeah, I just I I like to see it go back to WrestleMania because that's going to be the best thing for it. I think it's. Really kind of dumb to do it to a mid-card championship. You could have had Roman show up, have him beat crap out of theory, and then have it be done with. Yeah. You didn't really need to do do Rollins like that. <laughs> I mean, I granted, I don't really care that much for Rollins, but you didn't really need to do Rollins like that, honestly. So I don't think they were really more concerned about doing that to Rollins. I think they were more concerned about making it look more legit. And I mean, I guess they're they're both 
about the same size. You free? I don't get why he didn't come in when when you know. I mean, I guess he tried to come in on that last man standing match, but he picked the wrong time to do it, dude. I he mean, always picks the wrong time to do it. He's uh, an idiot. It just. What sucks is, you know, Theory, in theory, was a good wrestler back in, you know, CZW days and all that. And he was coming up and he was a good wrestler. Mm -hmm. And when he came to the WWE, they did to him what they did to Drew McIntyre. And now Theory has to go back and rewrite who he is and come back a different character. Because this is not going to work. It's just... Let's scrap it, dude. And I'm sure that's what Triple H is 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 thinking. It's time to scrap it, and and like you said, let's make the the money in the bank more prestigious, and 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 keep it on main main pay per views like WrestleMania. Yeah. So, make it everybody make it everybody's worthwhile. Yeah. I mean, because we already seen how it, how backwards it went, anyways. When it started with Charlotte going backwards and challenging. Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship yeah, that, instead of SmackDown or Raw. That was just like only because you know, oh, I can. Well, good for you, but that's not a, that's not the main roster titles. Yeah. That was not what that was intended for. That's when you could already see everything was going to start going downhill oh, for them when, when they did when they did it to freaking uh, um, what's his name? Oh shit! Decay, what's his name? Otis. Otis, when they did it to Otis, when they took just, it from him, it's yeah. just like, yeah, man, it's it's not even what it was. Yeah, and, and I mean, I, I I didn't mind when they did it to Baron Corbin because I I didn't care for Baron Corbin. I still no one cares care for him. No one cares for Baron Corbin. So, so that was not going to be a problem. But it's just if you didn't want Otis winning it, then why did you have Otis win it? Yeah, that was the problem. It's like if you can't, if you don't want that guy to be your guy, then don't let him win the tie, the the money in the bank. I mean, I get it. the The fans were pushing it, but I think that I think he could have been a good a good champion, dude. I know. I, I mean, saw... even for a little bit, it didn't have to be for very long. I mean, shit, look what you did to Big E and freaking Kofi Kingston. Yeah. I mean, they didn't hold the title very long. No. I still will never get over what they did to Kofi, though. That was bullshit. Yeah, that was. I mean, it may, it makes you feel a little bit better about the about the um, the streak now with the Undertaker, knowing that he was actually hurt and they kind of had to. Yeah. But uh, and, and the fact that Brock didn't actually want to do it, mm-hmm. it makes it a little bit easier to to handle. But oh my God, I remember when it happened. Everybody was just like, yeah. Like, you could feel the life sucked out of the room, dude. No one could believe it. It's like, the the streak is now over. We never thought we'd see it. But, yeah, you're right. It's just like seeing Kofi Kingston. I was like, dude, like, that that was awesome. I didn't like the little little, uh, shot that the Usos took at him a couple weeks ago when they talked about if it wasn't for us, you know, you wouldn't have been Kofi Mania. And it's like, dude. Come on, man. Just, you know, I'm sorry. You guys are tag team wrestlers. Kofi Kingston came into the business, and he wasn't a tag team wrestler. He's made it work for him because it's what was given to him. Yeah. But after he came out and, and, you know, they all started supporting each other as singles competitors, I mean, it worked. Yeah. 
So, because in all honesty, they were all singles competitors put into one group and said, here, figure this shit out. Just like the New Day was like, I remember when the first came out, it was like there was this like revival looking stuff. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> well, and I, not only that, too, though, let's not forget, Kofi did have one one of the good rivalries of the decade in the mid-2010s against Randy Orton. Yeah, man. Randy Orton and him had a great little rivalry, and unfortunately it didn't mount to much for Kofi other than it was just a good rivalry, but he, he made that work really well. And I miss that part. I think Kofi Kingston is very underrated, and I think he's a great superstar, and I think that, you know... I, I think that's why I like what Triple H is doing because it's kind of going back to hey let's 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 push some of the guys that we were know we know we're getting a good you know response mm-hmm. from the crowd, right? And this whole thing he's doing with Theory, everybody wants to hate on it and say, oh well you know you're you're taking it away from him and and all the memes about it and whatever. But I mean I think that. I think it's a rebranding, and I think that uh, Theory wasn't happy with what he was doing. Probably not. And Triple H is ready to scrap it, mm-hmm. move on, and bring him back as something better. Right. So we'll see. All right. So we just went on a nice little rant there, but <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, earlier in the night on Monday Night Raw, Nikki Cross defeated Dana Brooke for the twenty four seven title. After winning the belt, Cross was shown in the back in a backstage segment, segment dumping the title into a garbage can, effectively showing WWE intends on moving on from the title. Dana Brooke, though, aired out her frustrations later on about the move as she was doing everything she felt in her power to make the 24-7 title more legit and even have it as a woman's mid-card title since the women's division only does have the three titles to f- compete for while the men have six total titles to compete for. Cooper? Oh. Come on now, the 24-7 title was meant to be a hardcore title, and then it turned out to be a fiasco. And they basically put it on R-Truth and became freaking <laughs> the Keystone Cops <laughs> Yeah. every week. It was just nuts and not really as... It was fun for a while, but when... But it was the same thing over and over again. Yeah, it yeah. just got to the point where it got boring. So when I seen her throw the, the title in the trash, I went, yes! Because for me, I, I didn't really care for the way it looked when it came out. I know they had Mick Foley present it. Oh, look, the 24-7 title. It's almost like the hardcore title. But it looked like... It just looks like trash. It looks like a toy belt you would just design for a kid to shut him up that he got a title belt. Yeah. And you just put 24-7 And on I'm it. sorry, but no one's going to take it serious if you put it on a woman. <laughs> I'm serious. It's, it's one of the things where... You know, if it's if it's meant to be a hardcore title, cool. You know, treat it like that. But it wasn't. That was the problem. Yeah. It was just, a, that's basically what it was. Just a 24-7 title. You get pinned, you lose it. You submit, you lose it. That's it. At any time. It wasn't, because at least with the hardcore, they actually would like beat the crap out of each other. It wasn't just a quick pin and it's over. Sometimes yeah. it was. I yeah. understand that. That was kind of the other point of it. But at the same time, a lot of the time, they were beating the crap out of each other to make sure you got the pin anywhere, anytime. That was the cool part about the hardcore title. 
Um, where this was just basically you just try to steal steal a pin and and run off with it because you don't want to get pinned right back. Uh, and for me, it was just it, it makes a mockery of of titles too. Yeah. Um, I I didn't care for it. it. Makes mockery of of being a wrestling fan. I understand having a good time and having fun, mm-hmm. and you know doing little segments where you you're joking or whatever. But I mean, that's one of the things I haven't liked as being a wrestling fan. Is you get picked on like hardcore by people that don't like wrestling. Yeah. Oh, especially now that they have the UFC, dude. Oh. UFC. <laughs> like, those p- fights aren't paid off and shit. Right. Like, they don't do shit, shady shit to get wins. Like, I'm sorry. I would still rather pay my, my you know, $60 when I was a kid to watch wrestling than to, you know, pay 60 or $70 for a UFC title or, you know, full-on card mm-hmm. that you know half the time you don't know if these guys are going to last for 30 seconds or two minutes right it's like i, I want to be entertained i don't just want to i guess that's kind of why i like i do the only one of the only fighters i really like in the ufc is conor mcgregor i know everybody hates him he runs his mouth and shit but he he's a showboater dude mm-hmm. he's one of them guys that can go out there and he could be a, he could be a WWE superstar if he wanted to, but he talks shit about wrestling too. So I mean, he is just one of them guys that it doesn't matter what he does. He you know one of the last fights he got in, he broke his damn leg. But yeah. I mean, he he he's still one of them guys that I've I've always looked up to because he can back up whatever he says. So right. all right, well let's let's take this spin on it though real quick because. I kind of get where Dana Burke's coming from, though. You only do have three titles in the women's um, division that you're actually competing for in the top brand. We also know you got the, you know, NXT Women's Championship that you. But we're talking about yeah. upper tier. That's why I yeah. said six for the men and three for the women. You got the Raw Women, Raw and SmackDown Women's title, and then you got the just the one tag team title. It doesn't need to be the twenty four seven title, obviously, because we thought that was a bad gimmick, anyways. But do you see maybe down the line that they should making maybe at least get one more title that's yeah. just for the women? Yeah, dude. And th- this whole thing with they have six titles. Let's be honest, right now they don't have six. I, they're <laughs> yes, four of them are owned by the bloodline. I get, <laughs> Let's be honest right I get now. four of them are owned by the bloodline. I get that, but I'm just saying, in r- retrospect. You take one off Roman. You take two of the titles. Off, you take one of those titles things off of. The, off I mean, of I'm the, just saying that argument is just totally shite. Right, right now, it's yes. shite. Right now, yes. Know. Technically, yes, you're right. But at the in the regular aspect of wrestling, yes, I do believe that they need more. That the women at least division, one more. The women's division needs at least one more title. Yes. Maybe do a, mid, a mid-tier champion, but see the thing is, the difference is too, is the roster sizes are different. So how are you gonna sit there and say you need a mid-tier championship when you don't even have really enough for the freaking for the tag team titles that you have? Well, you could have it be a mid-tier that actually goes back and forth. Yeah, just like the tag tag titles do, they go back and forth. Maybe bring back the European title and just make it for the women. 
Maybe. Because, I mean, I've been hearing fans clamor for the European title to come back anyways. So why not just make it a women's title? I don't think people would be happy with that, but... Well, then there's that. You'll never make everybody happy, but I'm just saying it's a title that people want back, and if it, you know, you, the men don't need another fucking title. They got the Intercontinental, the United States, the WWE, the Universal. But if I remember and correctly, SmackDown the European Ro- title was was held by China, wasn't it? I believe so. So it wouldn't be too far off fetched to do that. I mean, that's pretty good. Pretty well, good. Uh, well, because you know you're not going to get the cruiserweight title back. Oh hell no. I wouldn't mind if they brought the Cruiserweight title back but didn't have it on its own fucking show. That was stupid. Yeah, man. Uh, That's where they failed. But the problem with, with wrestling that is too now is they've gotten over them big, big wrestlers. A lot of them nowadays aren't that big. You've only got three or, three or four or five, six guys that are really that big. Then the wrestler wrestlers are tiny. You know, they're not really big in size anymore. Get the cruiserweight. Bring it back. Yeah. But make sure it's not just fucking on a show called 205 Live. But see, the thing is now, too, they don't really have weight limits for titles. I mean, back in the day, they had weight limits for the World Heavyweight title. They had weight limits for the Intercontinental title. And they needed something. They needed that cruiserweight title. Now they don't need the cruiserweight title. It's just it just be one more title put out there. Is all it, all it really would be. Okay, well then so. why not then bring back the cruiserweight title and just give it to the women? Because the women are around the cruiserweight size. Why would you do that when you've never had a it for women anyways? Because all the freaking men are at least six feet tall and weigh over two hundred and fifteen. So that's why. Unless you're Rey Mysterio, it's still a buck seventy-five for some reason. So he says, <laughs> right? So he says, <laughs> I want to see that mofo so on a scale. Says he's a buck seventy-five. I'm like, yeah, right. He ain't no hundred seventy-five pounds. Ten years ago, he was one hundred seventy-five pounds. No, ten years ago, he was royally. He was probably bigger than that. Well, then there's that. He might be closer to 200 now, but he ain't 175. Yeah. I can see that mofo on a scale. <laughs> Give me a scale right now. Find me Ray Mysterio. Tell him to hop on that motherfucker. Let's see if you 175. Take your mask off. That weighs two pounds. <laughs> <laughs> he won't do it. You were like, you were like, man, this gringo right here. Come on now. <laughs> All right. So on SmackDown, there were a couple returns this week. First was Jinder Mahal making his return to television. He took on Braun Strowman for the WWE's World Cup Tournament. Mahal would lose to Strowman. And then Sarah Logan made her return as she helped the Viking Raiders destroy Hit Row and Legado del Fantasma. It's good to see them. Oh, I wouldn't say good to see them both back. I'm not really a big Jinder Mahal fan. We've never been a real Jinder but, Mahal uh, fan. And it's it's just because of the way they they pushed him. I didn't really care for it when he had the. T- he was one of them, one of them guys that should have never gotten the WWE title, but he did. Yeah. And now that he can't, he, you know, he comes back and can't even can't even beat Braun Strowman. He made it somewhat a match, mm-hmm. but it wasn't it wasn't that great, dude. And he's still a big dude, but other than that, that's it. Yeah. Well, what about Sarah Logan's return? I, I'm happy about this. You're and happy and about I'm, not, I'm just saying that. I'm not just saying that. I'm saying that because 
for one, the women's division need more women. Mm-hmm. That's true. And two, it just makes sense for Sarah Logan with the Viking Raiders. It just does. It, it makes sense. Her whole gimmick tons. is, you know, she, you know, she's she's had a Viking wedding. She she's done the blood, you know, the the genealogy stuff. I guess she's somewhat percentage of of uh, Viking somewhere. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, it Stuck makes sense. Nordic in her. It makes sense. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. I mean, it it it's kind. Of, it, I mean, it, it's kind of good for WWE to have another wrestler back in Jinder Mahal because it just needs a new fr- face or a fresh face. I wouldn't say new; it's a fresh face. Yeah, it's more like a rested face. Yeah. Rested bitch face. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Something different that we haven't had in a while. <laughs> uh, oh, God. He does do that rusty bitch face very well. I mean, he looks like he just smells shit all the time. That's what his face looks like. This is all... Yeah. I smell shit. Yeah, smell, Why do man. I smell shit? Oh, that's me. I smell shit on me. Oh. That's what it's. That's what it looks like. It looks like he's smelling his own shit. Better deodorant, dude. I guess, but uh, so it's good for that part. But Sarah, yes, I I don't even. I still never understood why she was one of the ones let go. She was a fan favorite. She always brought it every time she wrestled. Is she always great on the mic? Yeah, she had her hits. She had her times, and she didn't have her times. You know, she was hit and miss at times. But the problem is, is. You were so short on women talent anyways, why did you keep thinning yourself out more? Well, not only that, but she came in during a time when you when you guys pushed Sasha Banks and Charlotte and and if you want to compare people to them, there's nobody that can compare to them on the mic or in that ring. So, right. I mean, right now she's she's a little bit more seasoned and can help out some of the younger talent. Um, I think this is very good for her to be back, and mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see where she goes. I hope to God she she can get a title run somewhere or something, man, because I, I do believe in her talent. She just, you're right, she's kind of shoddy with the, with the you know, on-mic skills. Maybe she's gotten better at it. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, but, yeah, I think you're right, though. M- putting her with the Viking Raiders at this time is probably a good thing. I think, you know, maybe let them run SmackDown for a little bit. Trying to take down Bloodline maybe a little bit. Kind of help deteriorate that as much as possible. Oh, yeah. For uh, something at least for a little bit. You know, and then let her throw her hat in the ring a few times. Because, actually, she is talented enough where she can actually put on a really good match with Ronda. I'd actually like to see that match. Oh, yeah. She's one of the few women where you're just like, her and Ronda? Yes, please. Let's see that. I mean, she could totally kick some ass, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's just one of the, one of the wrestlers that you just, when they released her, when they did all that, that releases and all that, she was one of the ones they let go. And I was just like looking at her like, why? Because I think at the time when they went to release her too, they were actually playing with her, you know, being the manager of the Viking Raiders at the time. Yeah. And she only had done it maybe, what was it, like two weeks, three weeks? Something like that, yeah. And then, boom, she was gone. It was like, what the hell? It was crazy. But, uh, yeah, so I'm glad she's back, and I think that's going to be beneficial for her, the Viking Raiders, 
and it brings another legitimate team to take on the bloodline when it comes to and the tech And a legitimate tides. female to the roster. roster to also so, take yeah. on Ronda Rousey. So we're really looking forward to that. Because at some point we will be enthralled with the queen returning to betray to reclaim her throne. And hopefully by then, you know, Ronda's ready to kill her. So... <laughs> Yeah, man. Does that mean to say about Charlotte? No, I mean... (laughs) Charlotte's one of them people. She knows how to play both sides of it. If she wants to be the good, you know, the good girl or good guy, whatever, she will be. If she wants to be the bad guy or bad girl, she will be. Oh, she's a very bad girl. See, that's why I try to say bad guy, because I knew you would take that and turn it, dude. I'm telling you. Like, she just... she's. She's talented, dude. And I'm sorry, but I bet she can beat the bricks off most of them dudes in that freaking locker room. Oh, she can. Oh, easily. I could probably name five of them right now if I had to. And (laughs) the first one that comes to mind is Austin Theory. (laughs) But that's besides the point. (laughs) There's one. I won't name four more. because We've already seen her beat up Drew Gulag. That's just mean. (laughs) What did Drew ever do to her? Smack your butt once, I guess, probably. I don't know. Well, yeah. you know, that deserves an ass kicking. Well, I mean, it might be worth it. I might have to be willing to do that here. You know, I'm just saying. I just want to see the ass kicking she gives you. That would be awesome. Of course you would. You wouldn't want to see me succeed in yeah. smacking that ass. No, you'd want to see me get my ass handed to me after the fact. You're damn right. I'll put it on TikTok. Of course you would. You're such a We dancer. go a viral, both of us, all that shit. It's not even fair because I can't hit her back. That's fucking <laughs> against my nature. So I'm just sitting there taking Dude. the ass handing that I'm getting. Just take it, bro. Take it. I was like, just don't hit me in the nuts. Just don't <laughs> hit me in the nuts. It'll be okay. And what does she do? Drop down and give you a low blow. Not, not in a good way. <laughs> I don't even think she just had to just drop down. She'd probably just fucking kick me right there, too. Probably. She got dangerous feet. Anyway, so we just took a weird turn <laughs> right off a cliff. I know. People are like, what the hell are they doing? Like, what is this shit? No one, we can't figure out when we should have ended the show. It was about two minutes ago. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Anyway, so uh, that will do it for Wrestling Talk. We'll be back at it tomorrow as we will be doing Football Talk. Oh, my God. My Football Talk. Yeah, this is not going to be oh. fun, guys. He's just going to go on a tangent. And I, I he plan- might even cry before the t- before it's all said and done. I don't know. I mean, I might. Yeah. I might. I just might have to just break down and cry. The soapbox will continue. Yeah, but it, I'm, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to stay away from my conspiracy theory. So, I'm leaving that away. Oh, you mean the reps in Oregon? Yes, I'm leaving that away. <laughs> I'm not going there. I am going to take put the some responsibility on our coaching staff for some of their dumbass decisions in the late in that game. From pretty much all game long. All right, now calm down. This is a football talk. Okay. So, and then Thursday we'll actually be doing a lot of work and be quite busy because not only do we have sports talk and we'll be doing that live, we will be also on um, Jeremy Quintilla's podcast, um, the showcase. 
That's what he calls it. The showcase. Heck yeah, man. This is going to be fun, dude. Uh, yep. So we'll be on there. Get on there and talk with them. Talk about our podcast and just, you know, just kind of shoot the breeze and, and, and see Ooh. where it goes, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Um, so we'll be doing that Thursday in the sports. Um, then after a quick short break so we can get refreshed and ready to go, we'll then do Sports Talk Live on Twitch and YouTube because... That's where we're going to do it now. Yeah, because Facebook just isn't. We tried Facebook. We tried Facebook, but it's like, I want I want to grow our fan base. And, and don't get me wrong, we've got fans on Facebook, but we want new people to see our stuff too. So We want to expand the fan base out more. Yes. So that's what we're trying to do. I mean, we're doing a lot of things. Uh here by January, we should have some 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 good lighting for our for our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I I know we've been talking about maybe another photo shoot for rebranding. Uh, you know, yeah, kind of amp that up a little bit. Um, we've also been talking about different things we can do with our TikToks, change that up, mm-hmm. maybe grow our following that way. Um, so we got we got you know we got stuff going on. It's just kind of just getting to that point where we have time to do it so yeah also a little bit of money can that too kind of kind of strapped for cash right now because we got so holidays we got the holidays we got kids we gotta take care of yep i got baking i gotta do yes that's right big man's a baker you just didn't know it big man the baker that's right big man baker big man's bakery open for business soon (laughs) it's gonna be good I hope so, because I'm making Christmas tree cupcakes, and I'll put them on, and I'll even let you guys see it. I'll put it on the fan page and sports page and whatever it's page I can find and go, here, look at what I did. It's, look at this. Look at the mess I made in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, wow. It's going to be sticky. It's going to be interesting. It is, and sticky, and green. <laughs> what? I've stayed away from the other color. That it will also be. Oh my god! It's gonna be white. Up. It's gonna be white and sticky. <laughs> Anyways, that'll do it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep on talking sports. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. But be sure to check us out on our social medias on Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at. Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalk with Cooper in Big Man. That's sportstalk, W I T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.